my girlfriend of three years cheated on me to be with my brother, and as a result, my family is siding with my brother, requesting that I just accept that my brother and my ex-girlfriend have indeed fallen in love, and that I should be happy for them as a result. And I've never been more upset and angry in my life. Here's what happened. Okay, so first I want to say that despite my desire to shame them publicly, I will be using fake names throughout the story. With that out of the way, I have a younger brother by the name of Gabriel, who's 27 years old. Now, a couple of months ago, I would have described him as a people person, and someone who makes up for his lack of skills with his great eloquence and ability to read people. But now, I would describe him as a devil with a silver tongue. While growing up, I have sheltered him from any kind of trouble. Bullies picking on him? I made them stop. Was he struggling with math? I would spend hours helping him understand how to solve every exercise. My parents are good people. They were strict with me, but helped whenever I was in need, as long as they saw that I was trying my best. For example, for my first car, I worked in order to buy it, and once I made enough money to pay for half of it, they ended up paying for the other half. Despite that, it was clear that Gabriel was always the favorite one, and it really proves it with the same context, getting a car. When Gabriel turned 18 and got his driver's license, they bought him a car, and he never had to work for it like I did. Now, this favoritism towards him only grew stronger once I went to college. I decided to study computer engineering. My parents were old-fashioned and don't understand what a computer engineer's job is in the first place. To them, I just play video games from dawn until dusk, which is their words, not mine. I tried multiple times to explain to them what I do, but it's like talking to a wall. My brother, on the other hand, studied business. Once he graduated, he started searching for a job. Now, the company I was working for was hiring people, so I told him just that, and he ended up getting a job, and now he works in the sales department in my company. For more context, three years ago, I started dating Chelsea. We dated for three years, and after a couple of months, I presented her to my whole family. She and my brother got along, but I never thought anything about it. Fast forward to one year ago, and my department was short-staffed. There was a recession, people were let go, and that put even more work on mine as well as my colleagues' shoulders. For two months, more or less, I worked from 7 in the morning until 5 o'clock at night. Then I crawled home and basically fell asleep instantly. Even before the weekends, I was too tired to do anything special. And as a result, this caused Chelsea and I to not be able to meet with each other as much as usual. Normally, we would go out at least twice a week. But during those two months, we went out once a week or once every two weeks. After those two months, things went back to normal for the most part. Or so I thought. I noticed Chelsea was distant, even while we were together. And her behavior was incredibly weird. She became quite possessive with her phone. And she would suddenly cancel our dates and other things like that. Anyways, fast forward to three months ago. And I found out Chelsea had been cheating on me with my own brother. And you know what? Yes, I did look through her phone. It's a violation of privacy, I know. But I did it anyways. And when I found this out, I don't think I've ever been this angry in my entire life. I instantly kicked her out of my house. I went to my brother's house and I confronted him. And you know what he did? He laughed in my face. This man, my own brother, stole my girlfriend from me after everything I did for him and laughed in my face. Not reacting violently in that moment was the biggest test of self-restraint I've ever had in my life. I told him from that moment forward that he and I were no longer brothers and that I expect him to act accordingly as well. I got out, called our parents, and told them what happened. They seemed to understand and said they would talk to Gabriel. The next few months were awful. I was a mess emotionally, so I tried focusing on my job. Eventually, I recently went to a family 
family dinner, and much to my surprise, both Gabriel and Chelsea were there. Now, to sum it up, and not to make this too long, my family decided to side with Gabriel, because apparently, he and Chelsea found their true love in each other. And while they did hurt me, I should try and let go of my feelings, forgive them, and accept it. But I wasn't taking that sitting down, as I told them exactly what I had said to Gabriel. From now on, act as if I don't exist. And ever since, my phone has been absolutely stormed with phone calls and text messages. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Your family is absolutely awful. I can't imagine going through that. Not only is your girlfriend completely unfaithful and an absolute toxic piece of garbage, but so is your brother and your extended family. I mean, they completely turn their back on you in the worst way possible. This is so unbelievably unfair. So honestly, I don't blame you in the slightest for saying, you know what? You people are not family because they burned you in a serious way. And I think you're smart for taking time away from this situation because these people clearly don't have your best interest in mind. And if you let them, it seems like they're only going to try and hurt you again and again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. An entitled Karen tries to claim a public spot on a cruise ship for over an hour, but I simply wasn't having it. So I moved her stuff over to the side and claimed it for myself. And when she came back over an hour later, she confronted me and my friend in a terrible manner. And I'm honestly blown away by her level of entitlement. Here's what happened. So I just got back from a cruise ship visit that was absolutely incredible. Unfortunately, my friend and I had an incident with an entitled Karen. And it's honestly not surprising that this Karen was entitled since we were on a cruise ship in the first place. So after one late night, I got up about mid-morning to hopefully snag a bed by the pool so we could chill in comfort. Sadly, all of them were occupied or had personal belongings on them. So I grabbed some front row lounge chairs instead. There was one bed that only had a hat and sunglasses on it. So I kept an eye on it, thinking maybe someone had accidentally left their things behind. It was just me at first, but 30 minutes later, my friend arrived and there was still no one at this particular bed. So we just decided to grab it and move it to the side after confirming with the neighboring bed that it wasn't theirs and no one had been there for a long time. And oh, did it feel nice to lay out in the sun. We were glad to get the bed, especially as the sun wasn't in our eyes yet. 20 to 30 minutes later, and all of the sudden, there's this entitled Karen standing right next to me, which startles me out of nowhere. She tells me that she had left her stuff, so I told her it was on the other side. She grabs it, stands near me, and I can feel the huffiness rolling off of her. So I look at her and I ask her, um, can I help you with something? She starts telling me that she left her stuff behind and that it wasn't cool that it was touched. I simply told her that I watched that bed be unclaimed by a tenant for well over 30 minutes and that we wanted to enjoy the pool as well. She said, well, I had more belongings here and I told her that she had a hat and sunglasses. But she then looked at me and says, well, my towel was here too and it was used. Like she thought we would use her towel in some way, which is honestly super disgusting. Why on earth would we do that when there were like two towel replacement areas right within like 30 feet? She seriously expected to keep her spot at the pool even though there's other people on the ship too. And that's basically what I told her as nicely as possible. At that point, she went away and my friend and I discussed how silly it was that she thought we had used her towel as well as both of us agreeing that she is super entitled. After turning over, I realized that she was once again right behind us on a lounge chair of her own. So she very clearly found a different one. But I honestly didn't mind. I was thinking to myself, whatever. She wasn't talking to us, so at least that was some kind of silver lining. She did eventually have a friend join her and she started venting to her friend in English about the situation, but switched to Spanish 
once she was done. But the joke's on her, because I understood both anyways. We had brunch plans, so we were getting ourselves mentally prepared to just go. Though I did hear her again, and it seriously made me very annoyed. So we stayed just a little bit longer. Gathering her belongings, another woman approached and asked if we were leaving. And I was in the process of telling her yes, when the rude, entitled Karen came over again and started grabbing our towels. Which, as a side note, we were leaving behind for her to deal with anyways, but she could have at least waited to do that. She then started telling the other woman that we had stolen her bed. So I said to her, no, you left your hat and sunglasses while you went to get acupuncture, even though there's other people on this ship. Now, something you might want to know about me is that I'm comfortable in my body and my body hair. This woman points at my leg hair, telling me that a salon could take care of my situation. And just as a side note, I do have long body hair. And if I cared in the slightest, that would have been gone pre-cruise. But she was on the warpath to try and hurt my feelings. But I was aggravated just to have another entitled Karen try and comment on my body. But I just told her that it's my body and it's my choice to do with as I please. And so she responded by saying, it's my body too. Which was really confusing because I didn't say jack squat about her body. At this point, we were up and I told her that I hope her day gets a little bit better. My friend, on the other hand, was incredibly upset that she said something about my body and the way I looked. And on our way out, she loudly called her a horrible name, which honestly was really funny. As we were leaving, I realized that I left my sandals by the pool. So I walked back to try and go get them. I looked at our previous spot and she wasn't even on the bed. She was still on the lounge chairs. Why was she not in the bed she so rudely decided was only hers in a public space? It was honestly mind-blowing. So I grabbed my stuff and I went to have brunch with my friend. And as we left brunch, we saw this entitled Karen again. And she didn't even look at us. But my friend, in contrast, breathed down her neck since she is a super protective friend. The whole situation was honestly ridiculous. And that Karen truly was the most entitled person I ran into on the entirety of that cruise ship. That entitled Karen truly was being super obnoxious. She not only leaves her stuff there to try and claim a spot, which is understandable if you're going to leave for like a minute or two, but to put it there for like, what, 50 minutes in total, with the expectation that your stuff would not only still be there, but also assuming that you could just keep that spot, is really entitled and really weird. She should be really happy that someone didn't steal her stuff and run off with it. Like, what on earth was she thinking? But honestly, when it comes down to it, the original poster has a lot of guts. I don't think for a second I would have grabbed anyone else's stuff and moved it simply because they hadn't been there for a while. I'm honestly not brave enough to do that, and I don't know many people who would be brave enough to do that. I would probably just find a new spot to lay down and be like, alright, we'll just go here. But overall, I think it's a really funny situation, and the bravery of the original poster and their friend truly was impressive. My job is being taken over by a corporate chain, and new management expects all of us to be willing to come in and work whenever they ask us, regardless of time off or any PTO. And I'm honestly really disturbed, and I don't know what to do. So first, for a little bit of backstory, the restaurant I currently work at and love is being sold to a corporate chain. New ownership begins to take over in March. So we finally interviewed with a new management company last week. And honestly, I've heard such awful things that I didn't even want to interview with these people. But I decided to give them the benefit of the doubt and go anyways. I showed up early so I could be the first one in and the first one out. I did not want to sit there all day. They called me over at noon and then I proceeded to walk there while the new owner did something on his phone. I don't know if he was texting, finishing up an email, or playing Candy Crush. But I sat there for a good four to five minutes before he even acknowledged me in the first place. Which was honestly the first red flag of this person. This was absolutely the worst interview I've ever had. It was very clear this new company doesn't give a rat's behind about my 
my reputation, my seniority, or who I am as an employee. All they care about is how close I live to the restaurant, how available I am, and how willing I would be to put my life on hold to come in last minute if they needed me. They seriously asked me how willing I would be to cancel social obligations in order to come in last minute. When I hesitated, because what an absolutely asinine question to ask in an interview, they noted that I hesitated and kind of made a stink about it, even though I ultimately said yes. I mean, I do a lot for my current restaurant, but that's because I care about the place and I love the people. I don't know how I feel about canceling plans last minute just to pick up a shift as some kind of regular expectation of me. Beyond this weird questioning, they were just not welcoming in the slightest or inviting at all. They couldn't even begin to care about anybody in the slightest. Such an awful feeling when the current ownership was so kind. Now, I have heard this rumor that after the interviews, they are planning on firing everyone that is front of house. I honestly hope they let me go. I get that a job is a commitment and I am willing to commit, but the way they framed it made it seem like I'm basically on call every day and will be reprimanded if I can't show up last minute and I honestly don't think I could work at a place like that. So it really brings up the question on my mind. Would any of you quit your job if this was the circumstances that you were under or am I just being dramatic and I should just stick it out and see what happens? It's all so very frustrating and I seriously don't know what to do. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a really sad situation because it sounds like the original poster really does love their job and I can completely understand that. I think it's safe to assume that they've worked at this place for a while and they really enjoy the employees they work with as well as the customers that come in that are most likely regulars that come and look for them specifically, thus providing some semblance of job security as well as a reliable source of tips. So it's completely understandable how the original poster feels like their world is being flipped upside down, especially when the new management is so dismissive. 
And what kind of question is that for an employee that you're about to hire? I mean, what is their problem asking if they would drop everything that they're doing, regardless of the circumstance, just to pick up a shift? Like, that is not fair in the slightest for anybody. And it's really insulting, too, if you think about it. I mean, it's completely disrespectful to anybody's plans or PTO or any kind of, like, obligations they might have. It basically puts them on the hook and demands that they show up to work even on their days off. And in my opinion, that's a really unfair precedent to set for anybody. PTO is used for personal time off. Like, that's literally the definition. So for this new management to be like, oh, you took your day off, but we need someone to come in for a shift. You're coming into work. And I'm sure if they didn't come in on their day off, these people would probably try to fire them in some way. So if I was in your shoes, I would definitely try and stick it out while also looking for another job. Because being treated like this is absolutely inappropriate. And I think your gut instinct is right. These people will definitely kick you to the curb the second you don't do what they say. And in my opinion, that's incredibly toxic. And you can find a work environment that will actually value your seniority. An entitled customer gets me in trouble with my company after he makes an obvious mistake and still tries to blame it on me. Here's what happened. Okay, so first off, I get it. People can be in a rush and be otherwise preoccupied to remember or even remember to check which fuel pump number they're at. I get it. But the worst thing you can do in a situation like that is try and guess where you're actually at. Because if you give the cashier the wrong pump number and someone else is at the pump and pumps your fuel, that's between you and them now. And so it was one night when this balding middle-aged man came in and wanted $20 on pump 10. I made a quick glance outside and saw there was a car there before ringing him up and moving on to the next customer. I then heard the call alarm, which is a byproduct of the age when people would put fuel in their car first and then pay. This happens when anyone lifts the pump handle, mostly when someone can't follow instructions and attempt to lift the pump handle before using their card, but also if you lift the pump handle on the pump that you haven't prepaid on. Because I don't feel like making my drawer short, I never assume. It's one thing if a customer tells me the wrong pump number and someone else gets their gas, and quite another thing if I assume the customer gave me the wrong pump number, changed the pump, and it turns out I guessed wrong. I just wait for the person to come back in, usually realizing their mistake, and then just transfer it over to the pump that they tell me. But no, not this guy. He came in furious. He looked at me and said, Why can't I get my gas? He screamed this angrily. I looked at him and I said, Well, are you at pump 10 like you told me you were? He then says, Well, I don't know. I saw the number 10 and I thought that's where I was. I looked at him and said, Sir, please look outside and tell me the number on the pole on the side your vehicle is on. Now, there's a pole behind each pump unit that has a pair of red metal signs with the numbers attached to them. The number to the left corresponds to the side of the pump on the left and so on, which you would think would be common sense. This genius looks outside and says, uh, number 11, I guess. I look at him and I say, okay, are you sure? He then looks back at me and says, yes, I'm sure. So I transfer the prepay over and I look at him and say, okay, you're all set. Have a good one. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Was I being condescending as his complaint to corporate clearly claimed? Sure, I definitely was. But if you're going to come back in, acting like your mess up is somehow my fault and need that much hand-holding to let me fix it for you, then in my opinion, you kind of deserve exactly what you get. That is honestly unbelievable that this guy seriously reported the original poster. I mean, think about it. This guy's probably working the night shift, and here he has another bumbling idiot not knowing exactly where their car is parked. I mean, honestly, it's not that hard to look up and know what gas pump you're at. So for him to come in and start acting like a complete fool, especially when it's his own fault that this is happening, is in my opinion super toxic. And I really don't think the original poster deserved that in the slightest. And while yeah, he 
maybe had a bit of an attitude with this guy, I don't think it wasn't completely warranted, because this guy was coming in absolutely furious that his stuff wasn't working, when in all actuality, it literally was his own mistake, and if he had simply looked a little bit harder, he probably could have avoided coming back into the gas station in the first place. My toxic mother steps back into my life and attempts to get me to come back and live with her, but I refused her on the spot, and as a result, she started screaming at me and making a scene. Here's what happened. So to get things started, it's been six months since I moved out of my mom's house, and I haven't seen her or my stepdad since. I'm staying with my grandfather at the moment, and I'm currently doing an apprenticeship. I've been working and saving as much as I can, and it's been a couple of months since I saw any of my friends. My grandfather even encouraged me to make plans with my band that I play in. So we met at his parents' house, and we played some music. We played our hearts out, and we sounded pretty good as well. It was just the four of us in his garage, playing some of our favorite songs. People from the neighboring houses came and started to watch us, and everyone was having a pretty good time overall. We finished our last song, and then just started to mess around and have some fun, playing bits and pieces of random songs. The crowd gradually dispersed, and eventually, after a while, we packed up and got ready to leave. I was just about to get in my car, when my mom came out of nowhere right up to me. She looked basically the same, but maybe a little bit angrier. She said, I'll look past the fact that you left like you did. I'm just glad you finally decided to come home. I asked what she was talking about, and she said to me, you're here. I've changed. Come on now, let's go. But I looked at her and I said no. And that's when she started to scream her head off at me. People came out of their houses to see me packing up as she came towards me, screaming her head off. My friend eventually came out of the house, and my mom instantly backed off. She glared at me as she left, and I thanked my friend as he went back inside. And honestly, when I think about it, I wonder how she found me. But that's when I realized that she does now live down the street from my friend's house. So she must have heard the music and come over to try and watch what was happening. I told my grandfather about it, and we had a good laugh together. I can't believe that she expects me to shut up and go back to her as if nothing happened. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. And I honestly hope that's the last time I ever see her ever again. Good for the original poster for standing up for themselves. It sounds like their mom is incredibly toxic, and they're clearly living with their stepdad or something along those lines. It's honestly really comical for her to be like, oh, I've changed, and then start screaming at their kid as soon as they're like, no, I'm not going with you. Like, what are you, nuts? So hopefully for the sake of the original poster, they're able to move forward with their life and make something for themselves, despite whatever their mom might try and do or say. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.